CNN Marketing Confidential. Welcome to Entertainment Marketing Confidential. I'm your host, Daphne, and my co-host Craig is out of town, which always makes me sad. However, as always, I'm joined by our producer, Eric. Hola, como estas? Ooh, shaking it up. Yeah, you know, last time was Aloha. The hellos get a little boring. Right? We're like on <laughs> podcast recording six and I think this it's is, already slow for you. Yeah. This is might be number six, but I think this is the Do we need to spice things up? <laughs> hey, hey, get some uh, get some peppers in here, exactly. do a challenge. Exactly. And... Something. <laughs> we tend to talk about that space between brands and Hollywood. We've talked about product placement, brand integration, promotions, events. Today, we want to do a deeper dive into talent. And what does that mean for our purposes? This would be talent engagement, not so much casting or their acting abilities. And we have a talent engagement expert in-house, Candice. Buenos tardes, buenos tardes. <laughs> Damn. My other language game is weak. <laughs> I'm just imagining the places I'd like to be speaking those languages in. Name one. Mexico, <laughs> South America, anywhere. A nice vacation to Cabo anywhere sounds. Tropical. Cabo right? sounds really good right now. It does. Cruise ship. It, yeah. So hello. Hi. So why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us about yourself and how you ended up with a career dealing with talent, which sounds super glamorous. Because some people are accountants. I always say that. Sorry, accountants. But I'm sure, as we will end up discussing, it's probably not always fun in the picnic. So let's hear about Candace. Okay. Well, I am currently the Vice President of Talent at Propaganda Gem. We are a global marketing agency, and we um, are primarily best known for our product placement, but I run the talent department, so I do all of our talent deals. And it has been a long time in the making. 20 years ago, I was just a college student and I was interning at, uh, for my undergraduate degree, I got my first internship there and that was in 2000. And then I was getting a master's. I had to get a second internship. So I went right back there. And then right after, literally a week after I completed my master's program, they called me and said, we'd like to hire you for a job. Yeah. So I was there for three years after so that. So we have to hold here for a second. So what is is a massive global PR firm and they represent brands, they represent talent, they represent fashion, they represent everything you can imagine. And I was in the talent department. I was just gonna ask you in the talent department. Okay, so give us an example of what a publicist does. Okay, so our clients, I was the assistant to who was the chairman of the company. And back then, I mean, the internet was not as big of a thing as it is now. So, <laughs> you know, we were making press kits and what we were doing was filing them by hand and stapling them and putting them in packages so my bosses could take them to meetings or, you know, send them to press. Um, another thing that we were doing, which was really funny, was um, we'd get fan mail. And so I was responsible for opening it all and everybody would send things like $10 bills and say, hey, can I get an autograph of or people would send invites to these celebrities to attend their weddings, and I would be the one to either, you know, send the I autograph. Love that. Yeah. Now, why, you know, for some folks who maybe aren't in the industry, why why does a celebrity need a publicist? Um, because they're basically maintaining their public image. Okay. So you know. If you're a celebrity, you can't just do what you want when you want because you're under a microscope. So your your publicist is going to essentially tell you what you can and can't do. But in addition to that, 
you're making movies and you need to promote those. So that's a huge part of what a publicist does is go on tour with the talent, tell them what magazines to talk to, what online publications to talk to, what to wear. Okay. So basically you manage the, their image. what outward facing image exactly. and same for a brand, like kind of troubleshooting. Like if a brand has a mishap, you sense it, put out too. fires. Okay. Yeah. Tell them what they can and can't say in interviews like this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's okay. Good background with talent and yeah. how to, help them do what they do. And then you're, and then do you, where'd you go after that? So I met a woman named and she runs a huge marketing agency called and they are basically the pioneers of influencer marketing. I mean, she does events, she represents brands and she pairs celebrities with the brands that she works with. So, um, she basically was the first person who started paying celebrities to tend attend events and her influencers back then before Instagram even existed were the agents, managers, and publicists who today we call tastemakers, but we would always go to them as our in to the Uh celebrity. So Uh we would, you know, compensate them for getting their clients to attend our events or to wear our products or to hold our water bottles or to stay at our hotels. And Uh that's how we, what was the best part of that job? That job was really fun because we were in the action of every major event. So any major event in pop culture, we were a part of. Now, two full questions. So in your previous position, if you were at Coachella, you would be there helping, like if they should stop and do interviews, should they talk to the press, arrivals, are there any special parties? What would you be doing from point of view at Coachella? So that's a good question because when I worked at I represented talent. Mm -hmm. And when I moved over to I started representing brands. So I was on the other end of the carpet. When you represent brands, I am on the red carpet with the photographers, with the interviewers, making sure that the celebrities answer the questions because the brand has paid all this money for this event and we need that exposure. Mm -hmm. When I was at I'm on the red carpet with the celebrities telling the brands who and who the celebrities will and won't talk to. So complete opposite ends. Which side do you like better? You know, both sides have their benefits. The talent side is nice because you get treated really well. You travel well. You eat well. You're staying at nice hotels. And people are sending you gift after gift, like nice Marc Jacobs bags. Um, The brand side is nice because it's a little bit more structured. Mm -hmm. You're not working... 24 hours a day. In some cases, you still are. Well, I think it's pockets. It seems like you have sort of, um, like when you look at the cultural beats of a year, or like, you know, if you're doing one deal, you know, you're going to have some long weekends, but it'll ease up. Like there's an right. ebb and flow. It feels right. like when you were on the talent side, and again, people I know who work with talent now, it is 24 7, 365. There's no lineup. No there's no breaks. Christmas. Nothing. New Year's. Zero. You're working. You are that with that talent, and that's just right. how it is. But you, and you said there's sort of that, there's the trade off. You get to try amazing brands, you get to stay in great locations, you get to see things you normally wouldn't see. Okay. Yeah, you might be working on Christmas, but you're at a Four Seasons, and maybe you can sneak off to the spa if you have enough time. <laughs> you're in the Maldives, going, "Hey, <laughs> Merry Christmas!" Dip in the ocean before your next interview. Okay, so after 
where did you go? After I got poached by this um, unknown fashion brand whose name I won't comment, um, they were just up and coming and they approached me to be their director of marketing and PR. Mm -hmm. And it was a big position and they doubled my salary, offered me more than I even wanted, more than I was asking for. And so it it felt too good to be true. And I talked to my sister about the position. She said, you know, typically when it feels too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Mm -hmm. But I said, I don't care. I've never been offered this much money in my life. I'm going to take it. And so I took it. And uh, my job was to get celebrities to wear this clothes with no budget. And celebrities had never heard of this brand before. And I was very successful. And, you know, I got, um, I sent product and I got thank you notes from people like. Okay. I mean, you had no budget. You had no real resources no and you're still able to achieve results for this brand. That's pretty awesome though. Working based off of my relationships and my relationships only. They trusted me and they said, okay, if you're going to stand behind this brand and vouch for it, I'm going to send it to my client. And people like free stuff. So they ended up wearing it. Then three months later, the company went out of business and slowly oh. but surely they just laid everybody off one by one. And I was like the third to last to go. Okay. So after that, I said, you know what, let me take a step back. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know what I want to do. I have been working for other people nonstop and I never took a break in between any of these positions. It was one to the next and I was tired. So I decided to start my own company and say, let me just do this for myself and see how it works. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't realize that I was going to have to pay my own income tax. I didn't even factor in that (laughs) insurance. And so I did it. And the way I did it was the first client that I was able to pick up was through a friend. I told her I was going on my own and she worked for the, it's a PR firm. They represent fashion brands. And she said, we really want celebrities to come into our showroom. Can you help us get celebrities there? We just send a stylist, but we want to build these personal relationships with the celebrities. And I said, sure, I can do that with my eyes closed. Not bragging, but that's just what I did at the <laughs> That's also your job. <laughs> right, that's my job. And those your are my relationships. And believe it or not, people like free things. So it's not as hard as you think, but the, the hard part is having them trust you and say, hey, am I going to go into a safe place? Are you going to use these photos? Is, some, is paparazzi going to be outside? So with me, they know all of that's taken care of. So, um, so I was very successful in that and I got pretty much every, any celebrity to go into that showroom. Um, I maintained a really good relationship with my old boss and was opening in Malibu and they just so happened to need an influencer to build their Mm -hmm. studio. And I said, Hey, listen, Candace grew up in Malibu, just hire her. Don't even go through me. So they were my other client. And then through that, um, another workout studio which is a bar-based workout in Beverly Hills, hired me as well. Bar ballet, bar alcohol. <laughs> ballet, but the bar alcohol. Right? Fun I think it'll lie. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of getting into the fitness field because as I was doing my own thing, I was saying, let me do what I'm passionate about. So I was pursuing fitness okay. brands. Um, and I did that for a while. And it was great because I had the luxury to do what I wanted when I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was planning a wedding at the time, so I had the freedom, I loved it, but it was really hard doing it on my own. And the fees that I was charging these brands was less than I would charge at an A-list or at a company like my own that I am at today, because obviously it's a one-man shop, so I have to be competitive and lower my rates. So the money was you know, not great at the time, considering all the spe- expenses I had. And it just so happened to get an email from my friend who had this position at Propaganda before I did, right as I was at that crossroads thinking like, how am I going to do this? And I said, you know what, 
let me just apply for this job and see what happens because this has my name written all over it and mm -hmm. I can do it with my eyes closed again. I've been doing it for so long and you know, I'm working with high-end brands, which is very comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I interviewed, I loved my boss. We had a meeting and I was hired on the spot. And here I am three years later. Oh, that was really interesting. Well, I like chatting with people and just kind of learning like the little things about what got them to their position. Um, we chatted with someone who's an event expert and hearing more about her background, you kind of see how she ended up in the perfect position for her. So you see how the trajectory of your career, how what you're doing now makes perfect sense. So talent engagement, how would you define it? Uh, it's basically the merging of a brand and a celebrity to gain exposure for the brand. And that can be executed in so many different ways. Wait, hold on. Doesn't talent also get exposure? Talent gets exposure, but talent, there are a gazillion brands in the world. Mm -hmm. And there's only, a, there's a lot of talent, but there's only a select few pool of talent that are really the sought after, the Leonardo DiCaprio's, the Ryan mm -hmm. Reynolds of the world. So mm -hmm. the brands need the talent more than the talent need the brands. Well, that's interesting, because I bet you we, I would love to have someone from the brand side. And I think it depends. Like if it's... Right. Um, like some car companies, we could look out the window. We always use this example and you'll see 10 of that manufacturer. I don't see Leo outside my window. Right. But I think it's really interesting right. like in terms of, right. okay, but don't historically it's brands usually no. securing talent. Yes, because there are so many of them and there's such a need for it. And now with social media, the, thing, the, the main way to gain exposure for your brand is pairing with a celebrity influencer, anybody who has a following, who has their own basically medium that they can release information um, can can I ask about musicians? Because I know like uh, uh, music revenue is kind of down with Spotify and everything. Uh, do they go for brands more? Because I know they're always looking for tours or, or events or stuff to really boost their income. Yeah, It's not the celebrity directly, but of course it's the brands. Well, it's, I think that's something different though, because sponsorship falls under more. What's interesting about music is if we do something, especially, wait, what's interesting about music and with what you do, Candace, that's a direct endorsement. Like if a band right. goes on tour and Coca-Cola is a sponsor, or if somebody's the face of whatever water brands in front of me, they're saying, I believe in this brand. When I do a partnership with a film, it's Ethan Hunt cares. Right. You know, it's a character. Right. So that's right. what's really interesting right. about music right. and talent in terms of how they pick, what they pick. Right. And it, essentially it's the, that's a good question, Eric, but it's the brand, uh, it's the band endorsing the brand and not the individual. Gotcha. So it's a little bit um, it's a little bit easier to get a brand or a group a, a band or a group to endorse something rather than the individual alone. That gotcha. makes sense though cuz you think it's very the personal. Group. It's like they're hiding behind it when versus it's one on one. This person um I I I understand like why brands but don't talent also seek out certain things like hey, I'm open in watches or I'm open in Chairs. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like definitely. And especially when you move into the high end luxury brands. I mean, there's only a few great car brands that every celebrity would like to be attached to. That's a given. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, there are other day-to-day -day brands that 
are much more in pursuit of the celebrity than the celebrity is not of them. I love Smart Water and Jennifer Aniston. Right. You think right, that right. everyday brands? Right, and- right, right, right. No, they definitely, they're definitely into brand celebrities, but it's more about image control when it comes to the celebrity choosing a brand. How is this going to better my image? I'm not just going to choose a brand because I want the money. I want to change the perception of how people see me. That makes sense. Um, what, are there brands or categories that seem to be a better fit for partnering with talent? Yes. Anything high end luxury is mm-hmm. high end luxury is desirable for everybody across the board. Now, your random influencer with 5 million followers who is not a full-fledged celebrity will probably not get an endorsement like that. There is a very small pool of celebrities who are sought after for those sort of endorsements. So like Christian Dior. Like that seems like Charlize Theron. Yeah, like that seems like the right. you've made it when you're you, with Dior that's or you're the with highest Tiffany level or, of endorsement, right? And the brands are only going to go after about they've they've got a list of ten celebrities that they want to outreach for that project, and Charlize Theron was probably number one because a brand like that is good for her image. Okay, it shows luxury, it shows style, it shows timeless, it shows. To me, they go hand in hand. I think it's a really good partnership. Okay, so cars, jewelry, what about... Okay, so I mentioned smart water. Um, You think, what, cosmetics, shoes? Hotel brands. I'm just curious, like, yeah, like what categories overall are the most popular? Um, Definitely cosmetics. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you look at Maybelline, L'Oreal, Revlon, every girl wants one of those campaigns. Um, again, like the hotel brands, anything that's luxurious, four seasons. I mean, people like free things. So what are necessities in life? A car is a necessity. I mm-hmm. mean, traveling is pretty important. Uh, okay. Um, Maybelline, all the makeup brands, that's just a kind of way of life. And it's amazing exposure for these girls when they, uh, when they have those campaigns. So what, what is it when you see like, um, Jeff Goldblum, big A-list star, he did uh, a bunch of, uh, commercials for apartments.com. What was that about? You know, I mean, I can't really speak. I, I think that in a case like that, personally, I would say that the money was good. Um, there are a lot of actors who are not working right now who, you know, They might be famous, but they might not have a huge salary at home. So they need to do these endorsements in order to keep their mansions paid finances in order. Right. And so fair, which is fair. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't had a lot of experience in, in those categories. I'm more I've worked more with the high end or the trendy or the fashion that are fun and everybody wants. And, uh. I ain't gonna lie. That's a really good example because the fact you remembered that partnership—it was just so bizarre. They, they chose yeah. like that was a good choice, I think, for them to pick him. Yeah, because they, you think it was memorable, and it was different because a lot of them. There's a lot of the same. Yeah, a lot for of sure. campaigns. A lot of brands seem to use talent in the exact same way. And I know certain categories are the gold standard or it's like winning an Oscar. It's like that everyone wants those deals. But to me, if I was a talent, it would also matter to me what the brand plans to do with me and my likeness in the partnership. Sure, commercials. Sure, the social media posts. Sure, a pop-up store. Blah, 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 blah. There's something very plug and play about it. It feels a little bit like Legos, not a shit ton of imagination so i think when you take on this random brand and you pick someone like that it's like 
okay, there's something to that. Like it's a little, it's off enough to be interesting. Yeah. And I'd be curious, but I'd like to see that whole campaign. Like right. I'm curious what the whole partnership was. Cause on the surface you're like, did he just need the money? Right. But we don't, we don't, we don't know, know the details. And a good point that you're making is a lot of brands are doing their research, which is very easy to do on social media to see what is going to be the most authentic fit for my yes. brand? Who is going to be? So maybe there's a history there with hotel bookings or something that they know that, you know, maybe he's a hotel expert, connoisseur. Um, but in general, the brands will always pursue talent who speaks to their product. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Like who will resonate with their fan base. But then some brands might have the strategy. They want to open up their fan base. So they're going to pick someone outside the box just to put their brand on the radar of new people. When talent, you know, when we do these kind of deals, what's more beneficial to do a one-off, like maybe this one campaign is a long-term partnership. Okay, so brands and talent, should they date or should they get married? They should get married. Okay. If you re- outreach any A-list talent today, they will, for the most part, never do a one-off deal okay. because it looks inauthentic. No, that's a good point. It looks inauthentic and uh, the longevity of a campaign, they they like to create the image of... Um, of a longer term partnership because it has more benefits to the talent as well. They can typically control a little bit of the creative when they're involved in a longer term partnership, especially on their social media. They know what speaks to their audience. They know what gets more likes so they can work with the brand and say, hey, let's collaborate on this campaign instead, because if you're going to pick me, you're going to pick me for a reason and I'm going to help you. Yeah. Um, Also, it, a lot of those FTC rules don't mm-hmm. apply in these long-term deals as they do on the one t- one-time posts. And what does that mean? Like on Instagram, you have to you have to claim that you know you're an ambassador of the brand. Or you're paid. You're okay. paid. Yeah, and uh, that is not desirable at all. What concerns would talent have before getting married to a brand? Like, what's like? Is it looking authentic? Is what okay. talent would be most concerned with? I think that. The more endorsements they do and the more that the public sees them straying away from who they really are, the more confusing their image becomes and the less desirable they are to brands. Brands don't even want to work with people who have a million endorsements here They're and there. They're pimping. Exactly. Cash exactly. Drive. They yeah. don't want to work with somebody who's been around the block. They want clean they want somebody who's had minimal endorsements. So it's not just for the brand side, but it's also for the consumer side as well. It's that's goes back to PR and controlling their image. There's some people when you look at his Twitter, it's it was brand plug, brand plug, right. brand plug. It's like, right. well, where's your life? Right. Where are you tweeting about like where are you tweeting about your vacation? Where are you tweeting that you're not being paid to tweet? And I'm sure he's really lost annoying. followers. Oh, I hope so. I mean, if you look at Kim Kardashian, who's got over 100 million followers, she controls her own Instagram, and it's clearly obvious. People like to see that. They don't want to see a running endorsement. I mean, she's not a good example because she's got a lot of them, but... But she also built her own brand, so but she's she brilliant. she posts so much, and she posts more authentic stuff than she does branded stuff. But And that's what we want. You want something a little more authentic. You want to feel like you know them. Exactly. Like some hint of who they are as a person or their spin or their creativity with a brand. Because otherwise a brand could just get a commercial. Like you kind of want that exactly. X factor partnering with talent. Now, talent are usually people and people do dumb shit all the time. So how do brands protect themselves from they do a deal with someone? What happens if that 
actor does something really fucking stupid. See, and that, that that's the brand's biggest concern when picking talent is I'm going to pick you, but you really, it's a gamble. You, you, yeah. you, it's like investing in a film. Is it going to be successful? Is it not? I mean, we can't control if a celebrity gets in the car and has a DUI or gets me too. Oh, <laughs> so what we do on our end is extensive and really heavy research. We do a social media analysis. We research their upcoming films. We have meetings with agents and find out if they're going to launch a website, their talent plans on launching websites or fashion brands or what they're getting into next. And we do everything that we can on our side to ensure that they're picking the best possible candidate for their brand. Um, in the past, we've done successfully well with this. Like uh, our brand ambassadors for uh, brands we've worked for have been, you know, uh, people's sexiest man alive that same year. You make good choices. Yeah. They end up getting nominated for Oscars. They ended up going to all the events that you want them to go to and getting more exposure for the brand is. She's had a marvelous. really good track record. I would say with your current work, but also, you know, the three buckets of your career. Um, do you have, um, uh, is there, or do you know what a talent would do if the brand's reputation went down? For instance, like if a God, celebrity, that's a good question. if a celebrity repped a car, but then, uh Oh, we've been, hiding, yeah, or, we've been right. hiding this or what is the talent? So do? there are oh. usually clauses in a contract that can allow the talent to pull out. And then their publicist would issue a statement saying, you know, like Natalie Portman with Christian Dior when, the guy said that anti-Semitic stuff. She said, I do not endorse this. I do not stand behind it. I think she pulled out of her contract after that. And brands could do it too. They have the, not the, the morality side. clause, but there's something like if talent does something stupid, the brand can break it as well. Right. It's a two-way street. Gotcha. Like she said, it's a lot of trust involved. Trust. Um, With any marriage, there's got to right? be trust. Or... Not, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> you just in it for the money. I know. That's what I'm like. Exactly. It's like, eh, long term, but yeah, sugar daddy, sugar mama, et cetera. Right. So that's the whole thing. Is it for money? Is it? But usually those marriages are not successful and don't end up working. They end up in divorce. So if you want I more like the marriage. It's true. you want more sales, Let's make it authentic. Let's make it work. I like the partnership. Like instead of being a money grab, like where there right. is that trust, where they could do something. You know, I think I'm an audience member first and I like seeing things that push the envelope. Anybody who does anything different, because I always make fun of like the Christmas car commercials. They're all lame. They're mm. all stupid. It's all car with a bow on it. So how can brands communicate in a new way? And I think sometimes putting talent in there and maybe unconventional talent choices Keeps it interesting because you want to tell memorable messages. You want to make fun content. And honestly, I think if done properly, the brand messaging should be entertainment. Like right. commercials are getting boring. Print ads. I don't know who reads print anymore. Um, the messaging is now done through social media. Yeah. Agree. Like that's because that's a really it feels point. more real that way. And that's what you want. Like you keep saying like authenticity. Now with talent, what are the trends with talent right now? And where do you see the space going in the future? Trends is in what? Just anything, like with talent partnerships, talent engagement. Do you see, is it slowing down? Is it growing? Do you see, like, are they skewing towards, like, more micro-influencers? That's what I was going to say is now the pool has widely expanded. From when I started doing this, there was a small pool, like I said. Now, depending on the brand, I mean, there's an influencer for every niche category. We just started working on a 
project where we had to research techie techie influencers. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like 10 years ago, we would have never been able to find something like this. So um, it's becoming much more niche. We are reaching out to modern day average regular people like you and I who have a, a substantial following, but they're not really famous or internationally known. They just have an but audience. It's interesting. How do you define fame? They're known in some circles for very different reasons. So brands are still partnering with top level talent, but the definition of talent is, I think, a little more refined sometimes. Like if it's a techie, if they want an architect, or if they need someone who's really, say, fashion influencer, they just want that credibility. Sometimes credibility right. would be the social influencer. Smaller brands, yeah. The the massive, uh, high-end, luxury, well-known brands are typically not going to go after your micro-influencer. In some cases, they will, but they if they're going to do a marketing campaign, they can typically afford uh, A-list celebrity, and so they will. It's usually for a smaller fashion brand or a beauty brand. Now, in the future, um, if you look at how... Okay, right now, I could film a movie. I could edit a movie. I could release a movie all with my phone. So that I generation um, is markets are more segmented in the content they're viewing, more segmented in very specific music choices. Do you think at some point brands will have to break up that I'm going to do one big campaign, I would say globally, just to keep it simple, and realize that's not going to work anymore. You have to kind of break that up and hit 10 segments versus one big one because i'm curious like will that overarching spokesperson still be relevant 10 years from now Uh, in 10 years from now probably not no but i think that the market is changing every single day i mean when i put my list together i compile everybody's social media followers instagram twitter and it's use it's pointless because in two months from now, that number can change dramatically. People can lose or they can gain. So one bad movie, one bad choice, and the following. When it seems I, fickle. Exactly. When I say long-term partnerships are more beneficial, I'm talking about a one-year to two-year contract. Okay. But anything beyond that is too much of a risk. I mean, yeah. a lot can happen in one to two years. We could be fighting coronavirus. We yeah. could be... It's really interesting to watch have a new space. president. Exactly. Like, I've noticed, you know... We tend to always use film because, as I always say, film, everyone kind of has a point of reference for. You know, sometimes music, gaming, a little more niche. I mean, it's not, but my mom would be have no idea. But you look at, you know, a big campaign, like how we release films now. It's changed so much in terms of how you do the communication around. It used to be 100 partners on a film. Now it's like such word of mouth. And I'm mm-hmm. curious... You know, let's use the Dior example again. Dior will still have the face of Dior, but where Dior puts that message in partnership, right. I can't wait to see where they put right. it. Right, like where we're go- how we're going to be interactive channel or yeah, because TV mean, maybe. I, I mean, see a lot of the sales right now happening through Instagram. What about e-commerce? Right, because uh, who's gonna who? Wait, we were talking earlier. I mean, Target delivers. I buy everything off Amazon. I same. Why why would I be in a store? So you think what would be the point of sale? The point of sale would be digital. It would be is it a shop and shop? Is it having a like that Charlie's Theron Dior e-commerce? Is I think is super exciting your space right. because I think the trends in shopping, how brands communicate, how talent does what they do and how we distribute content. 
There's also something to be said for the actual experience. Like if you're a brand and you have a store, the experience of the store, can I try on your product? Can I smell your cologne? Like I was saying, I probably wouldn't walk into Target, but the reason I still walk into Whole Foods rather than home delivery is because I can ask somebody where something (laughs) is. And not only are they going to walk me to where the apples are, but they're also going to give me a slice of that apple so I can try it. So for that alone, I would go to Whole Foods. Target, they're going to send me to the wrong aisle to find baby diapers and I'm yeah. all over the place. Why Why go there when I can just click? Oh, that's also going to be interesting too is after you, the brand has that ambassador, when it does go to the purchase, let's say location, is there something to that? Like go... It's like going inside a bank or an ATM. Meet and greet or something. There's something about if I'm going to go into a store, I want a back massage. Like how do you right. somehow make it a really Become nice, ex- a nice yeah. experience? Yeah, exactly. Full exactly. plus shelves. And we right. know they're not going to have the same options as shopping online because they're infinite. You know, but I think, I think you're in a really exciting space because I think, I don't know. And then just everything like from retail and There's so many brands and it's so much fun. It's the the best part of what I do is actually seeing these campaigns come alive and seeing the success of a campaign and seeing the brand's Instagram following grow and um, just watching it all from start to finish and having control over it and playing a part in it and balancing both sides of the machine, making sure talent's happy and the brand gets what they want. I mean, that's all part of the game and I love it. I never get bored of it. It's always a different project and something new that I learn. And kind of make me want to change careers. Like you can tell you clearly love what you do. I do. I love and, it. I mean, you're obviously good at it, but you're very passionate about it because what you can't see is she's literally glowing. Uh-huh. Thank you. And beaming talking about what she does. Um, who's, who's your favorite person you've worked with for a deal? My most recent famous person that I've worked with, I've got to say, is Ryan Reynolds. He's your favorite? I mean, it's just like hanging out with a person you've known for a long time or gone to college with. He's so chill. He doesn't take himself seriously. He does his job. He over delivers. And I think any brand would be really smart to hire him. No, he's a professional, you know. A lot of it is not just hiring the person who's going to get you the most attention. It's also working with people who you like, working with people who aren't going to give you a hard time and um, (laughs) making your life easier. I'm very jealous. Ryan Reynolds is in my man crush since Van Wilder. So (laughs) I I see why he's now one of my man crushes as well. (laughs) So who makes your blood run cold when you see their name on a list? Um, There are few and far between, but um, that's pretty impressive. I mean, you got to think how many, you know, from Rogers and Cowan to A-list to propaganda, how many lists, how many deals, how many calls, how many people you've interacted with. I mean, hundreds and hundreds. Almost every celebrity there yeah, is. So the fact you kind of like, eh, I mean, if you really have like a couple. <laughs> There's one pretty... beep, beep, bleep. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, you know, you got to think one out of. Or two. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm a little surprised by There's, that second one. Miss, yeah, that are in and out. They're the ones who have scandalous headlines. They're the ones who, you you know. Leave voicemails. You kind of see it coming, but then some of them, no, they surprise you, know, you. Some of them surprise you. When I'm on, a, like, there's been a couple of partnerships I've done where you're like, oh, okay, this will be easy. And then you're in the middle of it going, 
oh my God, what the hell is right. happening to me you right say, now? This will be easy because it's just like a TV star who had a role on this show, but you know, oh. and then you're there's your, there's your first clue. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's interesting is like, you can't see my hand. Like, you know, people on the upswing, you know, sometimes I'd say that'd be the pocket where I've had the right. most trouble because people Absolutely. who are at their A game are so professional, so right. lovely. They've been around it. You know, they understand how things work. Uh, but that's not to say, I mean, I have to say, most people we work with are great. Right. It's across the board. So you are very lucky, Candace. I know. So thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Eric, do you have anything to add? Uh nope I'm all I'm I'm all set and I kind of want your job too right I'm a if little a, lot like, of jealous yeah, right I, get a, I want to hang out with Ryan Reynolds at least put in good work for me yeah right just I will. get him shirtless in a room with me in <laughs> two minutes you can come next time as my backup yes <laughs> so thank you again for stopping by that was really interesting Thanks for having me that's the end of another episode of Entertainment Marketing Confidential if you have any questions you can write us at. Info at Entertainment Marketing Confidential. So until next time, I'm Daphne without Craig, and this is Entertainment Marketing Confidential. Confidential.